if you have these two programs, one of them's Mandarin, one of them's Japanese, and you're receiving from China like a very competent teacher. Uh, I'm not saying Japanese teachers are not competent. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying like you have an equal level teacher that's paid for that you don't have to pay for, and the materials are all paid for as well. You're going to make the right business choice, which is to choose Mandarin for your school. Welcome to the Tofugu Podcast. We've been picked up by NPR, National yeah. Public Radio. We have to talk like this. The yes. seasons change. This, this isn't a joke that audio-based programs do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a stereotypical, not really that funny, but easy-to-do joke. All you have to do is whisper. You just and talk in a more pleasant voice. Hilarious. And then you stare right at the listener's eyes. Through your mouth, through the microphone, through the cords, through the internet, to the server, out the other cords, and into their eyes. Do you feel less in your eyes? This is NPR, National Public Radio. So today's topic, <laughs> so what we're talking about today, well, this is a very short one, I think. We'll I'm see what happens. Keeping that intro. Keeping that. Apparently. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll introduce ourselves. What are we the, talking about? Let's introduce ourselves at the end. We don't sure. want to what? leave it a mystery as to who we are. <laughs> who are we? Who is that third person? I'm a ghost. Oh, we have a ghost. We have a ghost. That's good. Um, but yeah, we'll introduce the ghost at the end. No, I just uh, I, I thought it'd be a little bit interesting. I don't have much to talk about, but a little bit interesting to talk about Japanese teachers. Uh, I had a meeting with uh, someone who is oh i don't want to give out personal information uh someone who's part of like a, a japanese teachers association uh here in america believe it or not they all these all the japanese teachers they're part of a club that uh supports each other that uh brings up like you know better ways of teaching they have conferences they talk to each other they help each other out it's really good so i talked with someone who is an up and up from there and uh, just kind of talked about some of the challenges that Japanese teachers face. So that if you have a Japanese teacher, you know, you can go up to them and look them in the eye and pat them on the back. No, don't touch them. You can't touch teachers <laughs> now. <laughs> can't. Don't. No touching. No touching. Um, just look them in the eye and say, thank you. I know you're going through a lot, a lot of troubly things. So mm -hmm. thank you. So, thank so you. There, there are a lot of troubly things. Say it in things. Japanese. You should, you should oh, probably yeah, say it in, in Japanese class. Yeah. So what yeah. are those troubly things? There's some that I can probably talk about, some that I probably wouldn't. Um, probably the, like, like right now, like if you think back to the 90s, that was kind of the heyday mm -hmm. of Japanese language education in America. That the was, end of the bubble economy. Yeah, that was like, at that time, it was just like, all right, Japan's going to take over the world. Everybody's going to have a Walkman in their pocket and drive around in a lawnmower car. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, so it's like, okay, the future of business is with Japan. So everybody needs to learn Japanese because the whole world's gonna need to speak Japanese and that's how we're gonna stay competitive. Um, so like that was, the, that was the biggest, the best point in history for Japanese language classes in America. If you consider it from then, like, I mean, it, it's, it's been a gradual decline since then in terms of uh, like funding, um, in terms of like, schools like wanting to have Japanese programs 
Um, so like you gotta you gotta think of it in that in th- with that frame of mind. What about interest? Has interest gone up from students, or is it so has it gone down? That's the thing. So one of the things we ta- we actually talked about that, and like interest, interestingly enough, <laughs> is uh, it's been pretty steady since then. Mm-hmm. Like at least I don't I don't know if there's any statistics or anything like that, but just like from how Japanese teachers feel, like interest has been about the same, and that's a lot of that is thanks to pop culture, which of course means like anime and comic books such as manga which are just like non-moving anime Mm -hmm. (laughs) and always better always better video Um, games oh yeah video games those things right 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 right, sometimes music okay there's also poetry literature Ooh, like a haiku ancient cultures Mm -hmm. things i guess yeah like ninjas Mm -hmm. but probably anime manga those are the the driving forces behind interest of japanese language and uh like so interest has been about the same but like japanese programs have been on decline a lot of them are disappearing a lot of them are having a lot more trouble or they have to work a lot harder to convince a school or a um what's it called a group of schools a school district to uh, keep a japanese program so like there's you know there's some teachers that are out of their jobs uh there's it's just it's uh lower paid teachers things like that uh, that's happening and like the main reason that we talked about is uh, is actually china which is interesting and like nothing against china i think it's great that people are learning mandarin is what i assume that they're learning instead but um chinese languages they've really really increased in schools across america and the funny thing is like is that like interest in chinese language or mandarin is not hasn't really increased among students mm-hmm. there is a little bit of that feeling like oh, okay the next big economy is China. Basically what happened with Japan like 30 years ago. Oh God, wait, 40 years ago? No, wait, hold on. What? 30, about wait, 30 years 30 ago. Okay. Yeah. I was okay. like, what, what decade oh. are you trying to get to? Oh gosh. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't go to math class. Maybe you should put more money into that. Actually they have. That's another thing is a lot more money is going to math and science in America, which is great. But like what happens is money disappears from other places like language, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so China, it's uh What's happening is that there's an actual, uh, there's an institute that China runs, which actually will subsidize salaries for teachers, first of all. They'll also pay for materials like textbooks, things like that. There's, a, there's like sister school programs. I haven't seen that, but I think Kristen has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I was in high school, um, we... How many years ago was that? I'm, I'm not, just kidding. None of your business. Uh, it was 40 years ago. It wasn't. It was about a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so when I was in high school, we actually had a pretty large language department for the area. I went to school in um, New England and we had the staples, which was like Spanish, French. And then we also had Latin and I Italian. Somebody still thinking about the office supply store <laughs> for a long <laughs> time. Too. You had a staples in your school. I was like, oh, that's wonderful. Office depot. I don't think there was a staples. You had an office depot? Okay. Wait. I in your office, high school? I had an office max. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're joking. I know. Thank you. Okay. So <laughs> we had the core classes of mm-hmm. language, uh, which were Spanish and French, which is what most schools, mm-hmm. most high schools have. And then we also had Italian and Latin, which not many do or did at the time. I think um, back when like my mother was in school, she had to learn Latin. Um and then that must have been a long time ago none of your business it was actually (laughs) 400 years ago my mother had (laughs) to learn latin in her high school well most well 
Most people who oh, went to like... Oh, Pedis himself taught. You learned uh, like <laughs> French and who? Latin. That or, was like or, the thing. Or Pedis? Or Pedis? Is that, a, is that a Greek Greek person? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't no. know enough about Greek history. Or Pedis? Did Cap- he make shoes? <laughs> <laughs> is it Oedipus? Capricornical <laughs> himself. Okay, I, I really Professor Capricornical. So out of my Please depth, but this sounds fake. Is this in Harry Potter lore? My what? tooth Capricornical? Just- this is the, Greek, the Greek philosopher Capricornical. Hashtag Capricornical. Figure out how to spell it and you win. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Okay. So me and a bunch of other nerdy teens really wanted to have a Japanese department. We're constantly asking, like, how how could we get one of those here? What would we do? And we never really got any you answer. Well, how could we get a J- Japanese department? Okay. Sorry. We weren't weebs. Like, <laughs> it wasn't like... Mm. <laughs> you baka sensei i really want <laughs> japanese I, I want i want a japanese program baka. <laughs> okay uh, half of our uh, listeners just unsubscribed <laughs> <laughs> that's fine i probably went to high school with you you can leave um so oh no. we couldn't figure out what to do basically all i found out was that in the state i was in to teach a language you had to also have taught a certain number of years of history in that school or like in that state to have to be able to do it um any kind of history it had to be the history of well actually no i think she said because she was a okay so i had a um a teacher in in high school who came there to teach latin but -hmm. because she had only taught latin out of state when she came into the state they said she had to teach a certain number of years of history in order to teach that language. So she, had to so like she taught ancient Roman yeah. and Greek. So she Super taught weird. everybody about Capricornicus and, and Oepidesir. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Carbunculicus. Oh, Carbunculicus. His mm-hmm. philosophies are very interesting. You could summon him to <laughs> get all kinds of knowledge. <laughs> and belts? <laughs> and zippers? I don't know. <laughs> so these were hoops that obviously a bunch of teen teens didn't know how to deal with. And mm-hmm. we didn't even know where to find a Japanese teacher that wanted to do this. It's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, like, so a lot of proactivity. Instead, mm-hmm. we settled for making an anime club. Ooh, that's the next step. Who our Latin teacher who was the woman's husband, he's the current Latin teacher, was the, you know, the whatever you need, the the professor the signs the paper and doesn't show up when he's supposed to. The advisor. Um then a year after I graduated and went to college, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, my high school had a sister school in China. All of a sudden, they were teaching Mandarin out of nowhere. After there was literally no need for it, students weren't like, we really want to learn Mandarin. And I never knew how this came about. Now, let's fast forward a couple of years. I graduate from my university. And a year after I leave, all of a sudden there's something called the Confucius School that is putting on talks. It's having like groups come and apparently they're like sending teachers too. And all of it's being paid by the Chinese government. And we have a sister school now. And it feels like I'm just a year behind on this or a year ahead of this. But all of a sudden China seems to be really, really invested in all of these schools and I can see it happening. And I watched it happen with my high school and I'm watching it happen with my old university. And it's really weird. And I've noticed that like the language programs that my university was famous for are mostly gone. Um, most of the European languages aren't taught anymore because there isn't an interest. And while we did have a pretty large East Asian department, Japan was 
pretty much on par with China's popularity. And all of a sudden we have these sponsored professors and like famous scholars coming to my university to do talks. And there was, this just happened because China, why? I, I don't know. I, I never really found out. I just know that we have a Confucius Institute and then now China's being taught and they have a whole bunch of new professors. And this never happened for the they Japanese want, courses. They want you to respect your elders. They're teaching <laughs> Confucianism. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, like, I just want to say, like, we're not, we're not saying this like, oh, it's a terrible thing. Like, China's coming here and invading all no. our minds with their, with their Chinese things. And Tofugu has, a, has an ointment that you can buy <laughs> in the Tofugu store <laughs> that will keep all those, those Chinese teachers out of your mind and, and let you reincarnate as a, as, a, as a white American male. I don't know. <laughs> what? Okay, okay. <laughs> What's happening? That was a, that was a little <laughs> info wars. That went a little... Yeah. Okay, so... That's, that's not crazier than things Alex Jones says. Oh, that's, that's true. true. Um, um, yeah. So basically what, what seems to be happening from my perspective, from someone who went to schools where there was a lot of demand for Japanese language, Japanese studies, we really wanted this stuff. And then at least in my knowledge, no, I, I knew most of the people that I graduated with. There wasn't this huge need for Chinese any more than there was for Japan. So it's it was strange to me to see these huge investments in the Chinese language and Chinese culture just appearing overnight. Literally, they seemed like overnight. If you think about it, like this is what I, how I understand it from my meeting is that if you if you have two programs and the superintendent of the schools is like, okay, for, for some reason we can only have one of those Asian languages in our school system. First of all, that's let's ignore that. But um, one of them is Chinese or Mandarin. One of them is Japanese. And then for Mandarin, there's money coming in from the Chinese government that's like subsidizing, sending speakers, sending like cultural... Cultural ambassadors, ambassadors. basically. Yeah, they're, they're paying for teacher salaries. Like the thing that, like the one thing about public schools in America that everybody knows is that they just don't have money, right? They can't like teachers aren't even being paid well anyways, and they just don't have extra money after that. Um, and then they're also paying for materials like textbooks and things like that. So if you have these two programs, one of them's Mandarin, one of them's Japanese, and you're receiving from China like a very competent teacher. Uh, I'm not saying Japanese teachers are not competent. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying like you have an equal level teacher that's paid for that you don't have to pay for, and the materials are all paid for as well. You're going to make the right business choice, which is to choose Mandarin for your school. My question is. If they've got a Japanese program already and then China comes in and says, okay, we're going to give you free Chinese teacher to teach Chinese, which is great. It's like, cool, extra, extra course. Like, why then does that push out other teachers? That's what I was wondering, too. We couldn't figure it out. The the only thing I could think of is like there's limited class space. There's a a limited number of students. Well, also, you have to remember, like schools are hard up for money like i went to a semi-private school in high school and even we like there are budget issues Mm -hmm. and when you get the opportunity to take a bunch of free things for an east asian for a lot of you know you have to remember a lot of administrative people only see this as oh we need an east asian course that will put us on the map as a better overall language school right Mm -hmm. and when you're getting one for free why would you continue to pay for one that you quote unquote don't need extra money. Okay. So here's another example of why this is probably pushing out Japanese 
as a class and as a, you know, like a, a thing kids can do at my university, you were required to take, um, for general education classes, you were required to take something outside of Europe. So mm-hmm. like take a, take an East Asian history class, take like, a like an, an African like country history class, um, anything like that. So a lot of people took like Japanese culture and heritage. Um, but you only had to do one, right? And they consider all of that outside of Europe because they just need one thing outside of Europe to be like, we're global. We promote, you know, internationalism. And when you have one for free, why would you want to keep paying for one when you already have that check? Like that check mark is there. You don't need that Mm -hmm. anymore. And that pushes out the need for the one that you have. And so you kind of just need to learn America stuff, Europe stuff, and one other yeah yeah that's what a lot of schools are like <laughs> no li- yeah that's oh. how most most yeah. college general education requirements say exactly that not just college it's, this is happening in high schools as yeah. well elementary and schools. I, I mean like is i like once again this is, i think this is actually a really good thing like right it's unfortunate that japanese is being cannibalized but like there's a lot of schools that don't have any program at all like this and for those schools like just getting like a free east asia sort of program of any kind that's like that's great for the students where they can like learn more about other cultures they can become more international people when they wouldn't normally be able to um and i wonder it's really great for you know diplomacy and just like getting that kind of interest built up like Mm -hmm. you know if china's got the money and they're like hey we want to teach you about china Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool yeah and i wonder i don't know and I, I have no idea about this, but like I wouldn't doubt if there's like some sort of also like additional subsidy program where it's like, okay, we'll actually add funds to your school. Like it's like it's like Coca-Cola mm. machines yeah. that would pay schools to put Coca-Cola machines in there so that little kids get addicted to Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. And boy, don't quote me on this one because I just made it up. <laughs> but, it, it, you know, it seems like a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> it's just For, forget theory. what I said, actually. I need to look, I need to look into this more. This is just from like a conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a good thing, but it's, it's, it's one of the, one of the things that's, uh, that's making it hard on uh, Japanese language programs around the U S. Um, yeah. Can I tell you an interesting story that I just remembered? Can I hear the story too? Kristen, no, Kristen, I have a a request for you. Oh, Oh, wait, a quest, a request. Okay. Kind of a quest. (laughs) Yes. Can you tell me a story? I can. Okay. You have to pay me five rubles. Um, five schmeckles. <laughs> What's a schmeckle? You know what a schmeckle is? Schmeckles. No. I think it's the value. Oh, yeah, schmeckles that everyone pencil? knows about. What are you guys <laughs> talking about? Okay. Do you see what I'm doing with my hands? Uh-huh. Five schmeckles. Crab I got one pen. I, this might be I got one pen. Five schmeckles for this pen. Oh, I got a phone. Twelve schmickles. Is this a Rick and Morty thing? <sighs> you can't say the name. You can't say the name. Why not? Old man and sad boy. Okay. Steely. Is this an old man and sad boy reference? Yes. yes. From popular show. Anyway, would you like to hear my story? Yes. And I just remembered this. This isn't planned. Not that anything we say is. When I was in my last year of my degree... I was taking a class on East Asian literature, right? So Mm -hmm. it included 
majors of Chinese and majors of Japanese. And we got to do a mix of both. And they were kind of taught in parallel. So you would learn the context and the history of both countries. And you would read a book in, in like Chinese in the 1920s. And you'd read a book in Japan in the 1920s. And you'd learn the history and you'd read stuff. It was really, really interesting. But because I was in that class with other Chinese majors, there was this weird dynamic where some of the very smart students in both sides seem to have different ideas of the others, um, of who they were and why they were in their major. And one day, this girl that I really liked, and she was extremely smart, and I really respected her, came up to me after class and said, why are you a Japanese major? You, you'd be so good in Chinese as a major. Like, why don't you just do the normal one? And I was like, the what? Normal one. She was what? like, you know, you're, you're with all those like weird kids. Why didn't you just do Chinese so that you can be res- like, you know, people respect you. And I was like, what? ow. What? She, and she, and now I have to say this. She wasn't in any way trying to say this m- in a mean way. She was literally speaking from the, perspective of someone who majors in Chinese at a university where there's both Chinese and Japanese and from her perspective going to my university people that majored in Japanese were doing it because they liked nerdy things and they were obsessive about it and that was it because I talked to her about this and she said well you obviously are doing this for different reasons why didn't you choose Chinese so that you can be taken seriously and I said I did it for nerdy reasons. I just like (laughs) old stuff too. Like Mm -hmm. I like the whole thing. This isn't some weird divide between smart people choose China and the weeb kids choose Japan. That just wasn't how it was. It's sometimes you're more interested in one country than the other, but there was this weird stigma apparently amongst a lot. And I, I've met other people who feel this way, but they're like, well, you could have just picked China. And I was like, no, I I wanted to learn Japanese. That's what I was interested in. And that's what I liked. So I think, unfortunately, there is also this academic stigma now Mm. because of the last, you know, because Japan got so popular in academics, people wanted to continue doing that. The groups of people that were learning these things they weren't attractive to universities. So there is literally nothing wrong. That's a good point. There's nothing wrong with wanting to learn a language because you just enjoy watching shows or you just like playing video games. There is literally nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make you stupid and it doesn't make you like your need to learn that language isn't any lesser than somebody who's doing it because they like, hey, on period poetry, like that, that, that divide mm-hmm. is completely constructed by jerks who are mad because you're not, they don't think you're as serious as them, right? But for universities and for academic departments, if you have a bunch of kids coming in and they're not attractive to your school, if then they have an option to like support something over that, they're going to choose the other group. And at my school, really unfortunately, it seems like they said, you know what? China is the right choice. China is supporting us china is giving us resources and they look better in just academics and it looks better in the way that our country is right now i mean to be fair like china is in this period where their economy is growing very fast and Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of people who think that that china is the future in terms of like the world's economy 
Uh, I'm not saying either way whether I think it is or not. Um, but when you have one group that's like, yes, I'm learning this for business or for international relations because it's going to be important in politics or something like that in the future. Mm -hmm. And then there's another group, you know, who's like, there, there aren't that many people who think that like Japan's economy is the future right now. Like it's been a very long, long decline in terms of Japanese economy. Right. And I think when so you I ask think a lot of... that's why that stigma happens. Right. And when you ask a lot of Japanese majors what they want to do, a lot of them don't have an answer. And the ones that do say <laughs> business are pretty much glossed over. And then mm -hmm. you have the ones who say, well, I want to live there. I want to I want to do the JET program. I want to teach English. And people don't see that as, as yeah. equal or worthy to international business. Yeah. And that's just not true. But it is a stigma. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. an unfortunate side effect of just education in general. If you learn the thing you want to learn a lot of times because you enjoy it, like people are like, oh, you're doing something that makes you happy. Well, way to not be academic about it. Yeah, yeah if the thing that makes you happy <laughs> isn't like going into STEM which if it is, oh my gosh, please do it. Uh, save uh, us. Please help mm -hmm. us. Um, I need but to grow me a body. That isn't everybody's forte. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Stem cells? <laughs> Wasn't there a movie about that? It was like a horror movie. Oh, absolutely. With Ian McGregor. Well, you say horror movie, I say... Well, it's because it was from the perspective body, of the grown, the grown bodies. <laughs> anyway. Well, you don't grow them up. Yeah. You don't give them brains. See, that was you the problem. That brain. was their problem. You just grow the organs. Um... But there, there actually has been um, a pretty big change in people who apply to the JET program, like in, 80, in the 80s and 90s. Mm. It was all people who want to be yeah. like business people who want to do business with Japan, who want to be stockbrokers. Like mm. they didn't want to live in Japan forever. They wanted to live there a short period of time so they could learn Japanese, so they could come back and be like, I'm business suit guy in my board meeting. Mm -hmm. And now there's a lot fewer of those applicants, but a lot more people who are like, I like Japan. I want to live there mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. for the rest of my life, which and there's was not nothing the case wrong with 10 that. years ago. Yeah. It sucks because the idea of wanting to live somewhere because you feel most comfortable there and you enjoy that culture, being stigmatized as something negative for like a lazy kid who like, can't get with the real world which is like such a mm -hmm. baby boomer thing to say yeah, yeah. Do, do what makes you happy it's punishing japanese departments learning a really difficult language and adapting <laughs> to a new culture and yeah. moving your life Ooh. across the world you're so lazy oh no you really enjoy that thing that you're doing I better <laughs> i better dissuade you by telling you that jobs are supposed to be jobs you're not supposed to like them yeah, yeah. you should go be a <laughs> bean counter it's the yeah. best i could come up with <laughs> on short notice but anyways there's that China's pumping money into Chinese mm -hmm. language programs. You know, it's it, there's there's a lot of lot of things that are making it a little bit hard. I think. Um, are there any other hard things? Any good um, things? Any happy things? Oh, well, that wasn't that kind of meeting, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, tell me all your happy news. Well, yeah. for the teachers that are still out there and haven't lost their departments or their jobs, we talked, what we, do they do? <laughs> we talked about one person who just lost their job very <laughs> recently locally oh, no. because they went with Chinese instead of. Japanese in a local school. I won't say which one. No. <laughs> no. no uh, one, one, like we, one other thing we talked about was uh, resources, not like being able to get them, which is a problem, but more like what resources teachers use and how they find them. There's like a, there's a, we talked about like how there's just kind of a general, this is very general guys, um, a general people not knowing where to find additional resources. Uh, so like, do you mean like worksheets and yeah, textbooks worksheets uh, or like if a, if a Japanese teacher is like, oh, I want to teach 
about the particle wa, but Japanese language is my native language, so I don't really know how to explain it to、mm-hmm. Americans. Like, where do I find that information so I know how to teach it to Americans、mm-hmm. or English speakers?、Um, there is like one website that's kind of a, a hub for that, but it's not, not super thorough when I went and looked at it.、Um, but, uh, or it's very, very old, which isn't necessarily bad, but it, you know, it was very old. <laughs> Well, I think that might be another thing. And I'm not, I don't want to get, I'm not getting down on Japanese teachers because, you know, all of you are doing wonderful things. Just being a teacher is just wonderful and wanting to, to teach people and help people is, is great.、Um, but like a lot of Japanese teachers、uh, are, they're not like career teachers, I guess. I don't know. Like they didn't go to school to learn how to do the act of teaching a child or a young mind how to learn. So it's, it's just like, if just like some, Person off the street is trying to teach something. Like, there's skill that comes with teaching, and a lot of it comes through experience, which I'm sure a lot of them get. But, like, when you like move over to America, because you, you, for example, married a, a, an American,、uh, and then you're like, okay, what skills do I have in America that I can use? Oh, I speak Japanese. Maybe I'll be a teacher. A lot of people become teachers that way. And so, like, being able to know the resources really well and to find additional resources that are good for students, that's, that's, A challenge that a lot of people face. But on the other hand, there's also people who are just super, super freaking good at this.、Um, so I can't say like all people are like that because they're not.、Um, yeah. I mean, even at my university, we had a large Japanese department and we had we had a couple professors that had never taught Japanese. They had never taught anything and they got married and they moved to the US and they were like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And they inherited a curriculum. Mm-hmm. And that's they, another thing. They take other curriculums. Right. They're so. taking. Their, so, none of the stuff that they are using was made for them. They didn't make it themselves. It was inherited by another teacher that either helped train them or was passed down to them when they left. And then you're stuck with, not stuck with, but you end up with a professor who has a very, very narrow idea of what teaching is, has a very narrow idea of the way they can teach. With the tool that they have, and usually it's a single tool, it's usually one like textbook or two textbooks max. And then when students ask questions that are outside of the realm of that textbook, which happens very often, they're told some kind of like, well, you'll have to learn that later, or some kind of really, really brushing off to, kind to of thing. To be fair, that's what my math classes were like, too. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how good it, well, my math、oh, kind of sucks. So, too, I'm so, so bad at the math. I am too. I, I some studies say that if you're good at language, you're not good at math. So we can just pretend that that's why all our brains go to the language. You just focus、part. on one, and you're、mm-hmm. like, I'm good at the other, like me. But like my gosh, my teacher literally. Okay, sorry, this is about math. Sixth grade, <laughs> at, in sixth, no, sixth, seventh grade. Yeah, I was like, I was way ahead in math. I was super good at it, and then I got this teacher. I was like in an advanced algebra, years ahead of the other cla- kids' class. And the teacher didn't understand the, the topic. So she would be like, she'd like kind of like read through the textbook and she'd be like, you guys got to be able to figure out the rest on your own. And then we'd go out in the hall. <laughs> I had a Japanese teacher. My first Japanese teacher was like that. He wanted to teach English literature,、uh-huh. but to prove that he could teach because there was no spot open, he taught first level Japanese. Okay. So half, I swear to God, half the time when someone would be like, but how do I remember this? How do I know this? And he went, You memorize it. If you can't memorize it, it's not my problem. It's your problem. <laughs> And I、Good、loved、one. him. He was a great teacher. He really cared, but he did not know how to teach his own language because、mm-hmm. that、it's、stuff、hard. is hard. If I had to teach certain parts of English, 
I would not know what yeah, to do. That's like, <laughs> just how it is. Mm-hmm. We just we just talk all all the kind like that, you know. <laughs> but like it takes you even before teaching something, you should always be looking over your notes. Like even my favorite professor, every night before she would talk about a certain book, she'd just reread it for the billionth time, mm-hmm. you know. And you do it year after year after year. You keep reading that stuff, and you keep looking for new things, and you keep reminding yourself. And that is a great professor. And then when you have one who has no experience, doesn't really know what to do outside of their single textbook and like can't really prep because they weren't taught how, you have a worse understanding of the language that you would with a really experienced person who was trained to teach you. And that's just kind of sad. So really, it just sounds like like this particular challenge that Japanese language teachers face. It's really just a general teacher thing. Like all topics are kind of like this it might say something more about just the general state of education for people becoming teachers than anything let's all be quiet and sad for a moment very Mm. sad not to say there aren't really great native japanese teachers oh there are but they have to go to school and one thing i remember or just well learn how to do right have some kind of training and I remember chatting with some of my old professors after I graduated about how frustrating it was that if t- you if you're teaching a language, you should really have to take a linguistics course <laughs> uh, to understand the basics of language, how languages interact with each other, and it's very rare that te- like Japanese professors or teachers have any idea what what the linguistics of their own language or English is. And that's so frustrating. That's what I went to school for. Yeah. When I was on jet, because I'm a native English speaker, people would ask me like, why do you say get off the train instead of get in the train? Or I don't know, some kind of like thing in English that I'm like, I don't know. That's just how we say it. And yeah, I didn't study linguistics. I was there to ambassador but also my teachers that I taught with didn't study linguistics either. Yeah. So none of us knew. Yeah, we just, just taught the book. Like when you hit when you hit university and college, you just end up with more educated teachers, I guess. And mm-hmm. when you're in high school, like it's more likely to match the grade level. But it's interesting if you think about it, a lot of people that self-study because they learn how to look online, they learn mm-hmm. how to look for resources, a lot of them are more educated than people who learn in classrooms. Not only did they take the initiative, which meant they had to really pay attention to the stuff that they were doing, but they know how to find information. They know how to find their answer. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone who asks in a classroom and gets one of those, well, you know, we don't really know, but, which is yeah. an answer you hear a lot in Japanese classes um, in any language class, you can find that answer. And if professors of Japanese, professors of people who are teaching their own language had that same skill that self-studiers need to learn, they could probably incorporate way more into what they're trying to teach and not have to be stuck to single textbooks. And if you're, you're self-studying, you're finding multiple perspectives on the same thing too, which is really helpful because there's mm-hmm. more than one way to explain a goat. What's the saying? Uh, <laughs> more than one way to skin a cat? Yes, there's more than one way to explain a cat. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, you know, you can, thanks to the internets, you can find all those ways to explain that cat. And uh, what Kristen said. Oh, shoot, I said her name. You said my name way earlier. We introduced Kristen. 
You said yeah. that before. My name is Koichi. My name is Michael. That's Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, were you going to say it? No. Okay. I was kind of going to come up with something witty and I couldn't. Oh, I saved you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like we're pooping on students and teachers. That's not what we're trying to do. I think what we're trying to say is that, like, even if a teacher is really good, it doesn't mean that that teacher is really good for you, first of all. Mm-hmm. There's so much, like, variety just, like, in, in terms of that. So uh, what we're saying is it's just a challenge for, for teachers like to, to get all the resources that they need in order to teach all the different types of people that there are out there. And for some teachers, it's more of a challenge. Some teachers, it's less. But like you as a student, you have the power to go out and find those resources. Um, and if you're ever having trouble with uh, finding a resource, that's, like, that's the thing that we do pretty well at Tofugu is we know all the resources. Not all of them, but we know a lot of them. And we know where at least how to point you in the right direction. And uh, if, you know, if you've been reading Tofugu or listening to the podcast for a while, you probably uh, know about a lot of good resources. And like teachers actually appreciate it when you share new resources with them. Like from my conversation I had, it sounds like a lot of teachers, they don't they don't necessarily know where to look or where to find like the newest cool thing. And like technology is changing so fast that like teaching a language, it, it can be completely different if you're if you bring in like some of these things that have like come into existence in the last five years. And like a lot of teachers, they're just not going to know about it or they're not going to be as technologically savvy to know about it. Just think about like the age of teachers. A lot of them are are a little bit older. You know, if I think about my my parents and what they're able to do on a computer, for example, (laughs) there's no way that they're going to know about the latest language learning things. Like they're probably like my mom's like you're sorry, not my mom. (laughs) Your teacher is probably not going to know about space repetition, for example. They're going to say like memorize these vocab words and write them down on note cards and rotate them around and mm-hmm. turn and them upside down. Turn them upside down, um, <laughs> I guess. Actually, I have a fun thing about that. When Anki first came out, I was in college and one of the smartest people I knew, he actually got the MoMA show. Is that what it's called? The scholarship mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to study in Japan. The government paid for him to study in Japan. That's how, that's how good at Japanese and how studious he was. And he found out about Anki. Dude, anyone can get that. Just kidding. <laughs> and he tried to he tried to like tell it to a professor and they were like, that sounds good, but you'll probably teach yourself the wrong stuff. You should use flashcards. <laughs> and nowadays, if someone told you that, you'd be like, wow, you don't know much because Anki is great. Like we mm-hmm. use it for everything. Or if someone said that now, they'd be like, oh, there's better options out there than Anki. <laughs> <laughs> That's more like what it is. But yeah. like Anki is pretty old. But like even if you tell about if you talk about Anki to a teacher, it's really first of all, it's really hard to explain to someone like what Anki is and like. Mm-hmm. The science behind space repetition and why it's important for learning, things like that. It's like people didn't grow up with it, basically. Like, it's hard when you're older. Like, I feel that way now with, like, whatever the cool kids are doing. I don't know. Snapchat? Yeah, when Snapchat came out, That's I finally now, had right? a, oh, no, I'm old moment. Mm-hmm. I'm so old. All the kids are learning language through Snapchat now. Are they? What? No. That was a oh. <laughs> joke. Sorry. But that could be pretty False good. False alarm. <laughs> Maybe so, I'm sure somebody has a language Snapchat. Yeah. Um, like Tofugu. I think we do. I think <laughs> I think we just kind of gave it to mommy, our, one of our coworkers, and she just like, she posts whatever she wants up there. Yeah. We don't even know what's going it's on. It's her personal Snapchat now. With the name Tofugu on it. So yeah. go say hi to her. Um, <laughs> I think it might be Tofugu HQ, actually. Yeah, because yeah. someone took Tofugu. You Some bastard. Thief. Yeah. So like, I mean, you can you can try to tell your teachers about these things and that, that helps a lot. Like, like part of education is not just the teacher teaching you, but you teaching the teacher. Really, I like to think of my students as teaching me. 
as they say in all the movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you can tell them about things. You can tell them about Wani Kani, for example. Wani Kani. Uh, but no, seriously, if you did want to tell your teacher about Wani Kani, have them email me and I'll, I'll give your teacher a coupon code that just your teacher can use and give to you and all the other students. That will give you 50% off, let's say. Snap. That's a lot. <laughs> I wish you guys could have seen my face. I looked up but and I was like, what? They got to they gotta prove that they're a teacher of a classroom. If you could have seen Kristen's face, you would have known what a great discount that That's, is. Yeah. We don't usually do anything that Yeah, let them try it out. Yeah. Like, you know. Do that. Like, tell your teacher, email Koichi, you get half off WaniKani. Yeah. That's pretty, that's a good deal. I'm going to do that. Gotta, I'm going to go get a teacher they gotta e- <laughs> to they tell. Got, <laughs> they got to email with their with their school email address and there has to be something online that shows their teacher and not right, just we're, you. We're, we're going to look that up. Yeah. Especially but for 50%. We do that. We're going to give we're going to give them a, a code that they can give to all the students of their class. And then just imagine your whole class raising you up on a chair <laughs> and chanting, "Brett, Brett, Brett, Brett." <laughs> It's your bar mitzvah, Brett. Yeah, because yeah. you, I guess you're turning 13 in college, but... <laughs> you're so smart. That's because you use things like Wani Kani and exactly. Anki and You'll and be the hero, else. is what I'm trying to yeah. say. The big hero on campus, B-H-O-C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like classrooms, they, they need that kind of stuff. It's not like people, boy, does it feel like I'm pooping on teachers, but I'm not. I th- teachers are great and I mean, they're doing... They're doing weird teachers. They're doing Kamisama's work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 but like you, you know, like they, you, you don't necessarily have to think of them as like as like your your god of Japanese language teaching. They're your human Kami-sama. as well. Well, yes, of course, <laughs> or your Kamisama. <laughs> you don't have to think of them like that. They're people too, mm-hmm. and they're learning too. Like, and because they're teachers, presumably they like learning, and like you know, part of Part of that is like telling them about what's new, like what all the kids are using, so to speak. Um, and, the, and, you know, passing those resources on to them. Because like I think just in general, it sounds like Japanese teachers are having trouble finding what the new resources, resources are and also finding like free resources that they can use. There's a lot of teachers who make their own uh, resource, which is awesome. Like they'll make their own worksheets, things like that. But there's a lot of like wasted time, I think, with, teachers making the same kinds of things over and over and over again separately in their own bubbles without sharing with each other. Like when we did, when we did interviews for a, like a, a teacher position, I asked people to like give me their, some of their materials to show me like the kind of ways that they teach. And a lot of teachers were like, I don't want to give that to you because I'm afraid you're going you're gonna to steal it or other teachers are going to steal it. Mm. And like that, like that sounded bonkers to me. Like, if you make mm-hmm. resources, why don't you just give it to everybody? Yeah, why wouldn't... I think there's a couple issues with that. They might one lose their that, job. They're right, afraid that someone will they're, come they're steal not, their job. They're not supported by a government, right? So they don't mm-hmm. really... And a lot of foreign language teachers don't have job security. And it sucks that they can't have like a cool listserv where they like, I made this new database, send it out to everybody, you can all use it. And then everyone could share and it would literally be... Like, well, we've discovered that these are the best ways to teach the largest amount of students and the the overall, like, education rate would probably go up and it would be great, but they don't have job security. And that would totally yeah. suck if, like, yeah, if somebody so online true. stole what you're teaching in a class and getting paid to do and just put it online. When looking at um, resumes from people who applied just in general 
uh, who are Japanese teachers, like you look at their resume and it's like six different places in mm-hmm. very short succession. Like it's like, okay, oh, thank God I had this job for a semester. And then like my program was cut or the teacher came back from maternity leave or mm-hmm. like all these different things. Like there's all these, there's, there's a lot of moving around within, I think, I, I assume language, a lot of language classes, but Japanese definitely. So that's, wow, we're really getting deep into this, deeper than I thought. This is great. Mm-hmm. Well, it it's unfortunate that we don't have... A Confucius Institute for Japanese. Right, or like, so the JET program I'd is like to announce it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, the JET program, okay, so as people who want to live in Japan or want to teach or want to just be involved in, like, the Japanese teaching scene, you have JET and you have other ALT programs where you can get sponsored and get a visa and go to Japan and live that life you want to live. But it feels like most of the teachers are, you know, got married, had to move here for some reason or another, and, you know, this is what I have to do, not so much this is what I'm passionate about. And it just, it. I wish there was a backwards jet program that was the other way around so that, you know, people who are really interested in teaching Japanese or want to um, learn in the education setting in America they're, they're sh- America should be sponsoring them, you know, like have them come over here. Maybe Japan should even sponsor them. Be like, hey, you're sending someone to my school with Jet. Why don't we send someone from our school to you to teach Japanese? That like an exchange program. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I think that would be really good. There, there are things. I think it's the Japan Foundation, but don't quote me on it or just look it up on Google. But there's a program called J Leap that sends in- Japanese teachers to America. But unlike the JET program, it's not government sponsored. See, that's, I think. And I think like the government, if they had some money, I mean, I love the JET program, of course, I think it's great. But if some of those funds were used to do, like Kristen said, a TEDG program (laughs) where, you know, you just send a couple Japanese teachers because the, the whole like goal of the JET program is send people to Japan. They you know, have a good relationship with Japan, they come back to their home countries. So the goal is to get countries around the world to appreciate Japan. Another way to get people to appreciate Japan is send Japan to those countries. Right. The TEDGE program. And if you have, (laughs) and if you have so many similar programs being sent here by the Chinese government, teaching Mandarin and informing people about education and cool cultural things and li- like look let's watch the shadow puppet play like there was an invitation to that at my <laughs> i want to see the shadow puppet you? play really really yeah. cool i had to watch a lot of shadow puppet plays as a kid okay i've never seen one so holy your child crap what i think what? i just realized that i was part of one of these programs you were i had to watch shadow puppets Are and, you I, thinking and about- i played the yang ching a chinese musical instrument are you kidding wait is this real yeah I'm not joking. I I played the the Yangqing. Can you still play? uh, No, I doubt it. It's like this big wooden block with strings all over it, and you hit it with little bamboo sticks. Aw. Sounds fun. I'm just picturing like little tiny children doing it, which is why odd. Yep. (laughs) It's probably not cute. I was probably like 12 or 13. Mm. It was fun. Tiny enough. But I always wondered, like, how do they have money for this? And now I think I know. Yeah, it might have been sponsored. And if Japan could somehow... I, I know little climate's a little weird right now and 
the population is declining for a bajillion reasons and all of this other stuff. But if there's money to bring Americans or uh, people from all over the world, just English speakers to Japan, why isn't there, you know, cause it's not a program that lasts forever. Generally it's one to two to three years. Mm-hmm. Why isn't there some kind of exchange going? Why can't we do that so that, you know, so that, people who come here because they're married will be able to learn from these professors who are trained in teaching and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when you inherit a syllabus and when you inherit that kind of stuff, you can be taught by the people around you and you'll, you know, you'll, it'll be better for everybody. And it just makes me sad because I think Mandarin and Chinese history and all that stuff is really amazing. I loved all of the classes that I took in university for them, but it makes me really sad that, teaching this seems to mean edging out Japan and I don't think that's fair and I don't think that's right so I wish there was some way that both the Chinese and the Japanese government could be sending education here but you know it's not just all on the governments like like one of the things in our conversation and like the reason why I wanted to have this conversation that I had today with the like Japanese teacher association representative is like I wanted to know like how Tofugu could help for example and I'm not trying to toot my own poot. What is it? <laughs> yep, that's <laughs> toot it. Your you, own you nailed horn. it. Horn. Try to toot my own horn. <laughs> 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 but I mean, like, but like, uh, that's that's like part of what we do is we're like we do focus on self learners, but like we we just you know we want people to learn Japanese and we want people to have a good experience doing it. Like, and we want to make like the best the best like resources and methods for learning Japanese. And so like. I think like the next step is to try and help out teachers. So like it's not like I we have to put some of the responsibility on ourselves as well, I think. Like there's a lot we can do for um sharing like knowledge about resources that teachers can use. Uh not just our resources, but there's like so many other good resources out there that we also talk about a lot on Tofugu. Mm. Um in fact, every month. Every month, our best yeah, new Japanese month. language learning reasons. Oh, mm-hmm. Man, if teachers saw that, that would be cool. And um, not just that. We also do people's Japanese learning stocks where they talk yeah. about, you mm-hmm. know, what they use that mm-hmm. isn't necessarily going to class. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we don't censor them yeah. if they they say something besides Wanikani. They're allowed to That's talk true. about yeah. whatever they, they want. Talk about, like, we don't care. Like, Pimsler. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. And, like, for some people, that's going to be great. Like, it learning styles, or not learning styles, but, like, just the... The way people learn is is very different from person to person, and not all not all pigs look alike. Mm-hmm. Pigs? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like a lot of different I think kinds I'm three of for three personality types, <laughs> different different brain styles, learning styles. Like, yeah, we're, people are complicated. I figured what? out. <laughs> yeah, and so like like there's things like that uh, we want to try and help. So we, we're we're gonna actually try to help the the. Japanese Teacher Association. I'm sure that they're going to help us too, like by telling us what students are looking for and things like that. Um, but like, you know, there's there's things like GoFundMe.com, a website, and and Kickstarter, and I don't know if there's well, yeah, Kickstarter, but like GoFundMe is like a oh, is it no, not GoFundMe, uh, Donors Choose. That's and what I'm thinking. Indie, Donors Choose. Indiegogo. No, sorry. No. Forget the Donors Choose. Forget all choose. those. They're all terrible. Donors Choose. It, it's like a it's a website where like. Um, small like a lot of times it's classrooms or something like that that's what I was interested in there's like classrooms on donors choose that will be like we need to buy these books but we can't because we're poor and don't have money because we're a classroom 
and people can donate money towards them to get their books and things like that. That's and so awesome. like, hmm. like, I mean, in the past I've like looked for Japanese language classrooms and like tried to help some, but like the problem is like doing that. I, like I never know like, okay, do they really need it? Um, I mean, I guess they probably do, but like, are, or are there other classes that like, if they don't get their textbooks, their program is going to be cut. And just like you said earlier, you know, a lot of teachers that aren't super tech savvy, they probably don't know about donors choose. That's true too. So they're like, man, I, I don't have any know. books. I sure wish someone would donate. Oh, wish there was a guess way to I'm do that. Fired now. Yeah. Bye bye. Thank you, Um. So like, yeah. So like, but you could you can go on donors choose, and you can just search for Japanese or Japanese language. Um. And there's usually like classrooms that need help. Like you can do it. You yourself, you, the person listening right now, can do it and help out classrooms. Uh, we're going to, Tofu, we're going to find out about classrooms that need help, like in our local area and then also in the U.S. Um, and hopefully, I don't know, gosh, I need to look and see if there's an international association of Japanese teachers. I somehow doubt it, but maybe there is. There could be. Yeah, there could be. Um, and like figuring out ways to help the people who need the help most so that we can be like a Confucius Institute of sorts, but not a government. So we don't have as much money, but <laughs> like just like helping out Japanese learners so that like people aren't losing out on this education. Um, so like that's, that was like the point of this meeting, but uh, we learned some other interesting things too about like challenges that are being faced or the challenges that Japanese classrooms and Japanese teachers are facing. And um, hopefully you know, we all can do something about it. Um, and like, maybe we can like bring, bring about uh, the words. A new golden age? A new, no, probably not, but <laughs> not maybe that. bring about. Um, um, when people know about things because you tell them about it and they're like aware of it, awareness. We can bring about awareness about like, you know, folks who need money and like, maybe we can, we can like promote like, GoFundMe's like you're talking about before. Mm. And I think at the like end that. of the day, what we really want, we don't want any of the like Chinese programs to go away. What no, we want is that awesome. the Japanese program will be up to there par. Too. <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, we don't want them to go away because they kind of mean a lot to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause, like if people aren't able to learn Japanese out there, then actually I don't, I think, I don't think we'd suffer that much to be honest, but <laughs> Most of our people are self-learners, but like, you know, it's, it's, it's important to us that education is, is still there and that a lot of people who, who don't realize that they can self-learn and self-teach themselves Japanese, that they have options as well because not all people can self-teach themselves easily. And not everyone can afford to go to university, so, but everyone yeah. should have the opportunity to High learn if they want to. school or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so those are the challenges that the Japanese language teaching classroom industry folks face <laughs> <laughs> so like go go thank a japanese teacher go find one just email them just be like go, you don't know go me. track one down no oh, thank don't, you don't, don't you do dare that. do that gosh but if you do have if you're if you're listening to this and you're in college right now and you're like you have some university like japanese teachers just like take it to the time to be like you know what your job probably is really tough Mm -hmm. And you're probably constantly fighting to keep this going. So thank you. Ask them what you can do to help. Yeah. And, um, and you know, mention and mention some stuff to help them with the hard job that yeah, they have. Yeah, you're young and you know about the Snapchat and 
the Facebook and stuff and you know, help you them set up a Snapchat. No. <laughs> well, I guess if it, whatever. <laughs> so these are action items, right? Sounds uh, like that's what, what Oh, yeah. Action item. Okay. Action item number one. Thank, thank a Japanese teacher if mm-hmm. you have access to one. Um, for example, in your basement, um, in your shed. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I so. In your classroom. Whatever. Um, and release them if they're in your basement or your shed. <laughs> yeah. They probably <laughs> want to go them home. back to the wild. Um, they'll be okay. And then, uh, and then thank them. Uh, so that's your first action item. Second is to ask them. Ask them if... Uh, if you can help with anything, like if, if they're having trouble finding resources for something and then like, you know, help them out. And if you don't know, then just send us an email and we'll, we'll tell you and you can pretend like you found all these cool resources that we told you about. Yeah. Um, we just don't care. imagine them lifting you up on a chair <laughs> <laughs> and saying, Brett, Brett, Brett. Yeah, Brett. We know you're listening to this, Brett. If, if your name is Brett, please, please leave a review somewhere. Oh, that's our third like, action item. Yeah. Leave yeah. a review on iTunes. Brett? Brett. Anybody Brett. else, but specifically, Brett. if your name is Brett and we see it, we're going to flip out because that would be Brett, amazing. leave a review on iTunes. It'd be like when I watched Pappy Land, but he never, ever said my name in the beginning. Like he did. He'd be like, hi, Monica. Hi, Daniel. And I was always what? like, say my name. What? Say my name. And he never what did. What are you talking Land. about? <laughs> Just never mind. Uh, <laughs> it's a great show for kids. Pappy, okay. he would draw. Brett, cool. Brett, listen. Brett, listen. Brett, Brett, Brett. You look at me when I'm talking to you. Brett, listen to Michael. Leave a review. Mm-hmm. Go to your room. Let's read some reviews. I'm trying, but oh, there they are. I found them. Yeah, and I'm so yeah, if your name's not Brett, if you could leave a review on iTunes, I'd also appreciate it just because uh, it does really help us out on the, the old podcast rankings or whatever. It helps people to, to discover us when they're searching for things like Japan or, or toot your poot or whatever <laughs> keywords that we put in there. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Ooh-wee. Um, I've yeah. got one. Okay. Now, let's not read them all because we've got another podcast to record. <gasps> We just told you our secret. Sometimes we record more than one podcast at once. Oh, my goodness. You're giving away all of our sauce tonight. Mm, all our Szechuan. <laughs> uh, what, if we re- what did we read last time? Uh, I think September 9 think and I above is I think free right. to go. Can I read Sean Freezy? Do it. So uh, Sean Freezy gave us five stars, and he said, Slovenly great. What? <laughs> so thanks for paying attention. He remembers. Remember when we used the word slovenly for a whole episode? No. <laughs> we did a lot. I don't remember anything. Sometimes people like tweet at us on Twitter, and I think they're podcast references, but I don't remember. Oh, man. Like, what are you talking about? You got to get on the wiki with the rest of us at the Tofugu Podcast Wiki, uh-huh. where we all document all the, the fun Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. Wikipedia.com slash Tofugu Podcast, the one that... If it doesn't exist now, it will definitely exist because of one of you. No, it's a, it's a tofugupodcast.wikia. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> With tons of ads everywhere. Tons of ads and, and tons of, uh, tons of like, guides on how to get through yeah. all the podcasts mm-hmm. without losing any lives <laughs> or falling asleep. So, so Sean Freezy said, it's a very short review, but very, very appreciated. It's very appreciated. slovenly, I'd say. Super informative. Best invention since sliced bread. Always laugh at the colorful cast of characters. Ooh. 
So wait, we're not. Characters? I like the idea that we're characters. <laughs> we do bring characters, like like we had Elon Musk on the show. Oh, oh I guess you're yeah. right. We had uh, um, the cook, the chef, lady, um, the one that you voiced. Oh, why can't I remember her Julia name? Child. Julia, Julia Child. Child. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank well, you, Sean. I, I'm glad someone appreciates it, unlike some of these reviews, which which really don't. Really don't. <laughs> Wait. What? Yeah. Would you and, like to uh, read the next one? Uh, yeah, we can read one more. Let's read this one by Snugwugs. I like Aww. Snugwugs. 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 You guys want to curl up inside the couch and Snugwugs with me? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well. But okay. thanks for the invite. You're welcome. It's nice to be invited. Koichi and the gang. The gang. I don't know why people think it's me and the gang because I'm not on all the podcasts, <laughs> but Michael is. <laughs> Team up and make some super interesting, informative, and very silly podcasts about whatever Japanese thing they want to talk about with cool people. Well, let me tell you, Snugwugs, we never want to talk about any of these topics, <laughs> but we do it anyways for you. We're chained up in the office so we can't leave. We're chained up in Koichi's shed. And Koichi's <laughs> not me. This whole time, what he's a made me speak for him, as him. Anyways, Koichi and Michael's endless energy and sarcasm mm-hmm, never fail to entertain. It's like the opposite of... Did we read this one before? The opposite of listening to NPR. Oh, we did read this one. Oh. Jamal, you can cut this one out. Nah. We'll just <laughs> stop halfway through. Thanks, okay. Snugwugs. Thanks, Snugwugs. It was so good, we read Are it twice. Sure? I think maybe someone else talked about NPR. Did someone else? Okay, I'm scrolling through right quick. Koichi and Michael seem intent on putting... Oh, oh, wait. Okay. Oh, Kanae's contribution. Oh, yeah, I think we did read this. A bit of the humor might be a little offensive, but it's tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, we read this. Mm-hmm. Good job, that means guys. we probably read Sean Freezy's as well. Oh, man, Sean Freezy, you got also got a, a double shout-out. <laughs> well, uh. you guys got some old reviews <laughs> today. So thank you so much, and... Uh, Please leave some new ones so we can read them. Yeah. You. You'll have to wait till the next episode to hear any original reviews. Mm-hmm, maybe. You I don't know. You can also just go to iTunes and read them. You can. <laughs> what? That's the secret. I didn't know that. These, are, these have been injected into my mind from the deep state. Mm-hmm. And, oh my gosh, I thought, oh. I've been, I, I need to apply that, that cream that Tofugu sells, sells to keep the deep state. I thought it was oil. Out of my... Well, there's an oil, too. Does it come as an oil and a mm-hmm. cream? Got to get those out of my head. A creme. A creme. <laughs> <laughs> like a brulee? Yeah. You got oh, you to so burn good. them on. Uh, I'm so hungry now. So, yeah. I Anyways, know. thank you. We're going to leave. Bye. We're so hungry right now. It's very late. Thank a teacher. Thank a teacher. And, and if you're a teacher, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are doing Kamisawa's work. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, but you are doing a very, very amazing, wonderful thing. And, yeah, we really appreciate it. The world you. needs to appreciate teachers better. Hey, really, if you're any kind of teacher, thank you. Seriously. Thank you. I would be a dumb, dumb, dumb person if I didn't have teachers in my life. I would be a life. dumb bum. So go ahead and toot your poots <laughs> because <laughs> you deserve it. You know? You deserve it. There's, there's more than one way to, what was it? To teach a goat. To teach a goat. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> such a short ending and you guys kept fucking talking. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>